0: Alhamdulillah. وکفا و سلامنا على عبادہ اللذین استفاء اما بعد فعل من الشیطان Wa بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ویدوننا رغبا ورحبا وکانوننا خوشعین سبحان ربکا رب العزت اما اسفون و سلامنا المرسلین والحمدللہ رب العالمین اللہم سدی Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in Qur'anul Karim and through the sunnah of Nabiya Karim Sallallahu Wasallam, has taught humanity how to feel. Deen of Islam is a deen of feelings. Their words, then their actions, and then their feelings. We will never be true, proper, real, saliheen, muttaqeen, mu'mineen until we feel the feelings of Islam. Just like a person in their life, in their dunya, feels different feelings. Sometimes they feel happiness, sometimes they feel sorrow, sometimes they feel joy, sometimes they feel grief. Allah subhanahu has made the natural world, a world of summer, spring, winter, fall, Different feelings, different ahwal تِلْكَ الْأَيَامُ نداولها بَيْنَ النَّاسِ Allah Ta'ala says in Qur'an these are changing conditions and changing states that we keep rotating on a person. So a person's iman rotates between two main feelings. One is called khawf and one is called raja One is called fear, Disappointing Allah Fear of disobeying Allah And fear of being punished By Allah And the other one is called hope Hope in the mercy of Allah Hope of being Forgiven by Allah Hope of being admitted Into Jannah Due to the karim and fazl of Allah that If a person has only fear And not hope they won't be coming. If a person has only hope and doesn't have fear, they won't be coming. If a person has more hope than fear, they won't be ill If they have more fear than hope, they won't be coming. To be Kamil Mu'min and to get Kamil Deen, a person has to have intense fear of Allah s. ta'ala and intense hope in Allah ta'ala and have both of these things. Many of us unfortunately have neither of them and some of us we have a blind hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, without having any real fear of the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can imagine like they say in English, the carrot and the stick Now it depends what creature you're talking about If the creature is a donkey then the stick is more beneficial than the carrot. In other words, to beat the donkey, let's say the donkey falls into a pit, it's easier to get the donkey out by using the stick as opposed to dangling the carrot in front of it. But if it's a very polished, pious, muttaki human being, then the carrot will have more benefit than using a stick. So every human being has to assess themselves and in what state and what condition they are. But there is one part of us that is called Nafs, and Nafs is that part of us that you have to use the stick. Isko ragra, isko danda. Kal Urdu mein There are a few, very small few converts living in Lahore. A few of them started coming to beyan and I started moving beyond, mostly into Urdu. So they started protesting. <laughs> but there was only one place for us. To listen to English, to ab ham alag English ra alag Urdu karte. Do alikalay English wami better. Ab this nafs Allah Taala has described in the Quran, Inna nafs al ammanatum bi-su'i. That indeed there's a nafs and ammar. When is amir? When is ammar? Ammar means super commander supremely commanding, that the nafs is supremely commanding, dominating a person to do evil. For that person who has nafs-e-amara, they need to have feeling the fear of Allah SWT. doesn't mean they don't, they don't lose hope. They must always have hope in the mercy of Allah taala. But the feeling that will get them out of the pit of sin, if their nafs is a nafs-e-amara, is خوف خدا خشية illahi. The fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Just like the way to get the donkey out of the pit is to use the stick and not the donkey, and uh, the stick and not the carrot. Problem is, is that many of us have become fearless, fearless believers. In fact, we don't like it. We don't want somebody to talk to us about Allah's fear. We all we only want to talk about love for Allah Taala, hope in Allah Taala, mercy of Allah Taala, forgiveness of Allah wa Taala. But Deen is Deen, Quran is Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned many verses in Qur'an to make us feel this feeling of fear. If you don't feel fear for Allah ta'ala, your deen is incomplete. No matter how nice you think you are, no matter how educated you think you are, no matter how well off you think you are, if you don't have fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is something missing in your life. Missing in your iman, which is the most important part of your life. You wouldn't want anything missing on your resume. You don't want anything missing in your academic career. You don't want something missing in your profession. You wouldn't want anything missing in your factory. Why is it that we are happy and content if there are things missing in our imam? Hmm? That's the most glaring gap. The most devastating void is to have a gap in our imam. The benefit of hope... The benefit of fear is that it helps a person stay away from sin. That only that person who fears that day when they will stand in front of their Rabb will be able to stop their nafs from its impermissible desires. The benefit of hope is it makes a person do more atmal, more ibadat. Basically, most people have two problems. Number one, I have difficulty staying away from sin. Because you don't have enough fear. You don't have enough fear. Number two, I have difficulty making ibadah. I have difficulty praying salah. I have difficulty making dua. I have difficulty reciting Quran. Because you don't have enough hope. We didn't have hope. You're not going to make extra ibadah out of fear. The purpose of the hope and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala was to make extra ibadah. To know that my Allah is going to give me so much. In this world, even if you just have a chance, imkan of reward, you will do something. If you hear there's a chance, you might win something, you will go for it. If there's a chance, you might get admission, you will apply for it. Even if there's a chance. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us hope of a promised reward, of a guaranteed reward. Not imkan yaqeen absolute sure reward. Why? That was supposed to motivate us. Now, if the person doesn't have enough fear to stay away from sin, and doesn't have enough hope to be motivated to have taqwa, then where does their iman lie? Then it's just a superficial, nominal, adherence to deen blind al-Muslim, just Muslim in name, not Muslim in heart. Just Muslim by tongue, but not Muslim by feeling. There's no benefit of that in this world. And there will not be any benefit to that on the Day of Judgment. Yes, maybe one benefit that if you have Iman in your tongue, obviously there's some redeeming factor to that. Right? Last resort. Nobody wants to be last resort in this world. Hmm? Certainly you don't want to bring last resort to Allah on the day of judgment. Fear has been defined by our ulama. These are a few Arabic sentences, but I'll explain to you in English. It's not Quran or Hadith. It's the ulama. Which ulama? Innama <laughs> Allah min ulama. Allah says in the Quran that from his servants and slaves, the one who the ones who fear Allah Ta'ala the most, they are called ulama. It means they are alim... of what it means to fear Allah. And their element of what it means to have hope in Allah. So they said that fear is that state of convulsion that overtakes a person, overwhelms a person, that it decapacitates the person's ability to do what they're afraid of. That's what happens to us. If you're afraid of a snake and you see a snake, then you feel the feeling of fear. What happens? You can't move. There's no way you could touch the snake. Because the feeling of fear dominates you. It controls you. It limits and curtails your activity. That's called fear. To have fear of Allah SWT means that when we get that feeling of fear, it controls us. It eliminates our ability to do sin. Why? Because we're afraid. Afraid of disappointing Allah SWT, Afraid of the wrath and anger of Allah SWT. And Allah wanted us to remember and remind ourselves of this fear so much that every salah and every rakah of salah, even though we are standing in obedience and worship, Allah makes us recite, غَيْرٌ الْمَغْزُوبيُ عَلَيْهِمْ Don't ever, ever make me amongst those people who you are angry with them. What is the feeling we're supposed to feel when we say these words? The feeling of fear. (laughs) We're supposed to be terrified that lest Allah Ta'ala become angry with me. All the time. غَيْرِ الْمُغْذُوبِ I'm strange. People say these words, but they never even imagine. (laughs) That's not what Allah Ta'ala wants. Allah Ta'ala wants that the person should imagine that this is a very real possibility for them. That maybe Allah Ta'ala will be angry with them because of the sins that they do. What is hope? Hope is such an inclination, expectation, yearning. For the vast and endless, limitless mercy of Allah That it motivates a person without hesitation to seek that mercy of Allah For example, if I told you that guaranteed if you do this you get a million dollars, how would you feel? Your heart would race to do that action. Your heart would race to do it, be no hesitation, no second thoughts, no laziness. If I told you, you do this, you get a million dollars, let's see how lazy you are. <laughs> the boys and girls are say no, we're lazy. You're not lazy, you're unmotivated. There's no such thing as lazy. If you could be motivated, you will never be lazy. That's called hope. Hope in the mercy and reward and the happiness of Allah Ta'ala. Hope in the pleasure of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala both of these states in the Qur'an al-Qur'an with a lot of emphasis. For example, one verse that makes a person feel the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu in Quran, said in the That Do they feel that they are in aman? Do they feel that they are secure from the plans of Allah ta'ala? Do they feel that they're secure from the power and plan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? فَلَا اللَّهِ No one could have this foolishness to think they're secure from Allah ta'ala except the community of those who have lost their imam. خَاسِرُونَ Those who are in complete and utter loss. Only they could think that they're secure from the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So obviously we are not from Khasirun, We want to be mu'minun. So it means we should never feel that we are beyond the reach of the anger of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Then a verse that gives hope, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says in Quran, "Innu la min al That indeed no one would ever despair of the mercy of Allah wa Taala except the unbelievers. So it means from these two verses, not fearing Allah wa ta'ala, attribute of khasirun not being hopeful of Allah Ta'ala's mercy, attribute of kafirun. So we are mu'minun. Means we would not fall under any of these categories. We should always feel the fear and the hope of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And when the fear leaves the heart of a person, then their heart becomes rusted. Their heart becomes rotten. And then the nafs becomes ghaleb. And if we want to subdue our nafs, we have to feel the fear of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. However, if a person has so much fear, what does shaitan do? Shaitan is basically a twisted creature. He's twisted, deviant. So what he tries to do, there are two types of human beings. Those who already have bad emotions, the wrong feelings. He just continues them and tries to increase them on their path. But the believers mu'minun, who have good feelings, what does shaitan do? He tries to twist it. He takes a good feeling and twists it and corrupts it. For example, this fear of Allah SWT. So a person is feeling afraid. Shaitan twists it. First twist he does is we we were supposed to feel the fear before we commit the sin. He will make us feel fear after we commit the sin. That itself is okay. Feeling it after we commit the sin. But the twist is that what we should have felt beforehand, he makes us feel it afterward. And second twist is when we feel afraid of Allah Ta'ala, fear disappointing Allah Ta'ala, afterwards, now the purpose of fear is to make us stay away from sin. That's not possible anymore because you already did the sin. So then the affective fear, He makes us despair, makes us become my use of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. So oftentimes a person, they do sin. After they sin, they remember Allah Ta'ala and they get depressed. They feel sad. They say, look what I just did. What's the point? There's no point anymore. There's no hope for me anymore. There's no point in waking up for Fajr in the morning after my sin I did this night. What's the point of me showing my face at Zohar after I did this sin this morning? But they become hopeless. <laughs> the twist, <laughs> he gives them, he makes them feel the fear at the wrong time and he makes them feel it in such a way that they lose their hope. He twists the positive emotions of the believers to give negative effects that's why Sayyidina Rasulullah said in the Hadith that if the believers fear and hope were ever to be weighed they would be in ittidal. they would always remain constant it means the fear can never make a person hopeless any fear of Allah Ta'ala that makes you lose hope in his mercy understand that's not the fear of the muttaqin. that's the fear of the wasfas of shaitan it's not the good fear. It's a bad fear. It's a twisted fear. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was the perfect example of this complete fear and complete hope. He used to say that if I was to be told that every single human being will go to Jannah and only one will go to Jahannam, I will be afraid that that one is me. Allahu yeah. Akbar. And then he said, if I was to be told, That every single human being is going to go to Jahannam. And only one is going to go to Jannah. I would have hope in Allah Ta'ala's mercy that that one would be me. Ajeeb. Complete fear and complete hope in Allah SWT. And many times we have mentioned to you different verses of Quran. Which Allah Ta'ala gives a special hope for the sinners. Teach them that after you sin, your fear shouldn't make you hopeless. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Qur'an, قُلْ يَا إِبَادِيَ عَلَىٰ say, my beloved messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, proclaim on my behalf. Now, this is also a special feature of Qur'an. This is the khitab of Allah Ta'ala. Andaz e khitab This is the way Allah Ta'ala communicates. All of Qur'an is direct revelation. But sometimes Allah Ta'ala begins the revelation with "Qul, my beloved some you say to them." I say Allah Ta'ala is saying it, but He wants that so the believers get even more yakin. They should have even more yakin in this ayah Ya ibadi, that all my servants and slaves, which ones? Alladi, Allalina yasrafu, Allalina asrafu Allah anfusihim. Those who committed sin, who wronged their own selves. La Don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. After sin, don't become hopeless. This is Allah's mercy. If you ask your akal, akal would say, Yes, after sin, I should become hopeless, right? After you mess up the exam, you should become hopeless. I'm getting an A, you should have yaqeen, you're going to fail. Hmm? Look at Allah's mercy. They say, After you mess it up, don't lose hope. It's a rough English translation for you. <laughs> After you mess up your Iman terribly, don't lose hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Akbar yeah. Then Allah Ta'ala continues. Inna Laha yagfirul Zanuba Jamia. That Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins entirely. What could you do? <laughs> Can anybody do all sins of humanity? No way. You're one person. Inna Laha yagfirul Zanuba jami'ah Allah Ta'ala forgives all sins entirely. إِنَّهُ هُوَ Rahim. Indeed, He is all forgiving, all merciful. But this verse is a verse that we should remember. Surah Az-Zumr, verse 53. I should keep it with you. You tell the men and women many times, put it on your phone, keep it in your pocket, put it in your wallet if you're not tech savvy. And time you commit a sin, take it out in usi waqt at that time, read it. Right there and then. Instantly after sin. Read this verse. Then you will understand what hope and fear really are. The Qur'an is what is going to instill the real feelings of hope and fear in us. We haven't used Qur'an for that. That's the real use of Qur'an. To put feelings in our heart. Then Allah <laughs> subhanahu said in Qur'an Allah Ta'ala will never forgive one thing, shirk. Even that Allah Ta'ala is talking about the Day of Judgment. In this world a person does shirk, makes tawbah from shirk, accepts Islam, forgiven. person says, no, but I'm 80 years old, and for all my life I worshipped idols. You make tawbah, you're forgiven. <laughs> Even in this world that's forgiven. Yes, on the Day of Judgment, if somebody shows up and hasn't made tawbah of the shirk, that's the one thing on the Day of Judgment Allah Ta'ala will not forgive. Wa And Allah Ta'ala can forgive anything and everything other than the shirk. However, لِمَن For whomsoever he, whomsoever he, Allah Ta'ala wants to. But this is important. It means forgiveness isn't automatic. We have to do something to attract the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. We have to try to earn the mercy. No such thing as earning Allah's mercy. But we have to try to earn the mercy of Allah. SWT. And Allah Ta'ala can forgive anything and everything. Then Allah SWT said, even very simple. If you knew Arabic, you would see this sentence is extremely elementary, simple, direct, clear Arabic. أن, that whomsoever commits a sin, O Yadlim Nafsahu or wrongs themselves. And then, yastaghfirillaha, then begs Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness, yajdillaha al Rahima. They will find Allah Ta'ala is all forgiving, all merciful. Very simple process. A look at these steps. It looks like the first two steps will lead you to disaster. Whosoever commits a sin or does wrong. <laughs> but what do you think, if I said fill in the blank, if I asked you a question, that this is a verse of Quran, fill in the blank. Whomsoever does sin and commits wrong will... You would have probably said, enter Jahannam. <laughs> That's what you said, fill in the blank. Huh? We'll get the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. You would have filled in the blank. Hmm? We'll lose the reward of their good deeds. You would have filled in the blank. We'll be punished in this world. We you fill in the blank. Okay, if you are softer, we'll face the consequences. Maybe you fill in the blank. Oh Allah Ta'ala fills in the blank. Yadidullah ghafur ar rahima Allahu <laughs> Akbar When? Summa yastagfinallah, <laughs> if they seek Allah's forgiveness, then they will find that Allah is all forgiving and all merciful. it's not automatic. You have to seek it. You have to want it. That's called hope. That's the feeling of hope. To want that mercy. To yearn for that mercy. To beg for that mercy. But with such a I can't explain to you this way. Yajid. Yine wa Allah ko paayenge zuru. Yajid. They will definitely discover and find that Allah Ta'ala is ghafoor al rahima, is all forgiving, all merciful. Allah Ta'ala is so merciful. So much hope. At a time when a person should have so much fear. Post sin, after sinning, should have been in the time that a person should have fear. Allah Ta'ala made that a time of hope. So can we not then from such a kind Allah Ta'ala, who made that a time of hope for us, can't we feel the fear before we commit the sin? Hmm? Wouldn't it be so wonderful? Those people get special love from Allah Ta'ala. They are called king. They are the people who feel the fear beforehand. And because they feel that fear beforehand... It enables them to stay away from sin. That's called muttaqin, Allah Sometimes we should try to be in that category as well. Hmm? Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu wa said, that if a person has the opportunity to do sin, and they actually feel tempted, inclined towards that sin, but before doing that sin, they stop themselves due to the feeling of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At that very moment, Allah will accept any dua they ask. So, very simple. Everybody here must have something that they want. Some dua they wish Allah would grant for them. Just instant taqwa, instant reward. One instant of taqwa, depends how good you make dua, but one instant of taqwa, you can get a lifetime of reward. One instant lamha, moment of taqwa, you can get an eternity of reward. That's how much Allah Ta'ala wants to give. Allah Ta'ala. Can you imagine then all these times, people don't realize, all the times when we failed to adopt taqwa, what we lost People don't view it as a loss. They don't view it as a missed opportunity. In their world, they will view that. Oh, I missed out on this course. I missed out on this grade. I missed out on this job. I missed out on this investment. I missed out on this property. Years in their life, they feel it. (laughs) Ten years later, they feel it. But if only ten years ago, I had bought, it's a defense product. And only ten years ago, I bought that plot or bought that file. They're still feeling it. <laughs> They're still feeling missed out opportunity. <laughs> what about these missed out opportunities? you a be a that if only 10 years ago I started praying to what would I be right now? Can you feel that sentence? As opposed to if only 10 years ago I bought that plot, how rich would I be right now? You see the difference? Hmm? If only 10 years ago I started the tahajjud, what type of iman I would have right now? If only 10 years ago I bought that plot, how much money I would have right now? It's a difference. <laughs> it's a big difference. This is called taqwa. This is the hope. The hope and fear. Just like there's a false fear, right? Which I told you shaitan twists into hopelessness. Just like that, there's a false hope which Shaitan twists into fearlessness. <laughs> Just like he twists the false fear and makes it into hopelessness. He twists fear to make it a false fear to make us hopeless. He twists hope into a false hope to make us fearless. This is a deception. So Allah subhanahu said in the Quran clearly, <coughs> الغرور, that you should not let yourself be deceived about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't let yourself become fearless. No, okay, if I do it, it's okay. Allah Ta'ala will forgive me. If I keep doing it, Allah Ta'ala will still forgive me. If I repeat that sin, and if I repeat it repeatedly, still my iman will remain intact. Don't be deluded like that. Don't be deluded like that. It's, it's, nothing in the world works like that. If I keep spilling things on my clothes, they are going to get dirty. <laughs> how Can you imagine how foolish a person would sound? He says, Oh, I can keep spilling and spilling and spilling and I won't get a stain. See, you're <laughs> deluded. <laughs> so the very first time you spill, you will get a stain. And if you keep spilling, keep spilling, you'll get even a worse and worse stain. If we keep spilling sins in our iman, the iman gets stained. Literally, Sayyidina Rasulullah <laughs> said in the Sahih that whenever a person sins, a black spot in Sahih Muslim, a black spot comes on their kalb. A black stain comes on their spiritual heart. And if they keep sinning, keep sinning, it keeps getting stained, keeps getting stained. Oh, This is a false hope. False hope that makes a person feel fearless. One very good way to bring this fear and hope in our life is called zikr mot To remember death and dying. And specifically to remember our death. Individually, personally. Even if you're 15, 20 years old. Don't think that, oh, I'm young, why should I think about dying? (laughs) You are going to as guaranteed be dying as I am and as a (laughs) 60-year-old. It's as inevitable and inescapable a reality for you as it is for somebody who's older. All to think about death. Say, no, so some said the most wise of you is the one who remembers death the most, who thinks about this fact That they're going to leave and depart this world and everything in the world and all of their own possessions of the world. And they're going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu ta'ala and they will be judged. Today in this world, if a person has to go in front of court, they get worried. (laughs) Even if they're innocent, they get worried. (laughs) Even if they're innocent, they get scared. Even if they're innocent, have a good lawyer, they research, the judge is honest. Still they get scared. (laughs) Why? Because court is court. (laughs) If you ask them that why you were they will say that this is a court, it's a court case, it's a court case. So then how scared should we be? That we're not innocent, we're guilty. (laughs) We're not innocent, we're guilty as charged. We have a record, (laughs) a record of sin that we brought in front of Allah on the day of judgment. (laughs) And Allah is also a judge. Hmm? would not accept any lies or bribery on that day. So the more and more we remember death, then it helps us feel both fear of Allah ta'ala and it creates the need for hope. You see, otherwise, if there was no hope, the second you remember death, you would just fall into depression. Wouldn't be possible to remember zikral Would be so heavy on our burdens. It wouldn't be in our zarf. To be able to remember death. It's the hope and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. That actually enables us to remember death. So remembrance of death. Makes a person feel both of these things. Both of these things. In another verse. Allah Ta'ala. Talking about fear and hope for that day. Again, combines these two things. Allah ta'ala says, "Nabi Ibadi Anni Anul الْغَفُورُ Rahim." That O oh, my beloved Messenger of tell my servants and slaves and my creatures, that indeed I, I, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ان الرَّهِيمِ I'm all forgiving and all merciful. But then immediately next verse, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَنَّ أَذَابِي al Azabul Ali. But my punishment... So when is anni, me, myself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al rahim I'm all forgiving, all merciful. Wa anna azabi, but my punishment. Allahu Akbar, huwa al Azabul alim that is a very painful tormenting punishment. So now we want to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't want to meet the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're afraid of meeting the punishment of Allah but hopeful of meeting Allah another verse of quran again allah ta'ala joined these two feelings yad'una rabbahum khawfan wa that they make dua to allah ta'ala they plead and supplicate turn to allah ta'ala khawfan in fear wa so much hope is called tama tama means here's lalaj. in extreme yearning for the mercy of allah so they call upon their rub with fear and hope. And then Allah says Fala and no person can know, no person can even imagine what Allah ta'ala has secretly prepared. For literally the coolness of their eyes, for the delight of their heart, for their pleasure. جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يعملون, As a reward for all the things, good things, all the good deeds that they used to do. So unimaginable punishment for sins and unimaginable reward and delight for good deeds. That's why sometimes we say that this notion that there's moderation in Islam can never be true. Why? Because there's no moderation in Akhirah. <laughs> there's no moderation in Akhirah. Jahannam is not a moderately bad place, it's a terribly bad place. And Jannah is not a moderately nice place, it's an extremely nice place. <laughs> so, for all of eternity, there's no moderation. For all of eternity, it's either extreme joy and bliss or extreme pain and torment. So if our entire future eternity is going to be intense, it would make sense in this world not to have moderate fear of Allah to have intense fear of Allah and not to have moderate hope in Allah's mercy, not to have intense hope in Allah mercy. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalani Rimallah one of the greatest awliyaullah of this ummah, and actually one of the greatest ulama and fuqaha the Hanbali Nadab. I don't think there's any person who would not have heard his name. So makabu. Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jalani al Baghdadi Rimallah Now, for 18 years, and many of his actual authentic own works are maujuds still today. For 18 years he gave bayan in Baghdad about the mercy of Allah One day it occurred to his heart, so then he spoke on the wrath of Allah the of Allah He spoke about the wrath and anger of Allah and his, some of his listeners passed unconscious. They fell faint. <laughs> Even though 18 years they've been hearing about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when somebody like Shaykh Abd al-Qadir Jalani spoke to them about the ghazam and raised the wrath and anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some of them they felt faint. What does it mean? That no matter how intense their hope was for the mercy of Allah ta'ala, 18 years is a lot of effort. Still, they kept... Their intense fear of Allah. As opposed to some of us, if we hear one or two points about Taala's mercy, it makes us lose our fear. 18 years, and again, Sheikh Abdul Qadr Jayat is such a lover of Allah. One can only imagine how lovingly he must have talked to them about the mercy of Allah. And for 18 years, but still, they felt the fear of Allah. Allahu Akbar. And actually, this is the real rapt. The more and more we know Allah Ta'ala, the more we will fear Allah Ta'ala. The more and more we love Allah Ta'ala, the more we will fear Allah Ta'ala. Hence Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Man khashiyar rahmana bil ghaib. Ar-Rahman means when a person is thinking about Allah Ta'ala's attribute of being all Allah Rahman, that he is all-merciful Allah Ta'ala, what is the feeling they feel? Khashiyah. man khashiyah That person who fears Allah Ta'ala When they think about the mercy of Allah Ta'ala This is Qur'an This is the feeling in Insan That the Qur'an is trying to create through Iman Now imagine if a person thinks about Allah Ta'ala as Ar-Rahman They feel this feeling of Khashiyah, feeling of fear Imagine how much fear this person will think Qur'anic Insan when they think about Allah Ta'ala as Al-Aziz, Al-Jambar, Al-Mutakabbir, Al-Qahar. Hmm? How much fear would they feel then? If they feel fear when they think about him as Al-Rahman. Ar- man khashiyar ar- rahmana bil-ghayr. <coughs> <coughs> this love for Allah and this fear of Allah Ta'ala, they will go together in one heart. They will go together in one heart. When a person increases in their love for Allah more and more then, strange thing, Allah SWT puts love in creation for them you mean the more and more a person loves Allah Ta'ala, the more Allah Ta'ala places love for them in creation. In a rabbi, rabbi Dawood Allah said, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, that when Allah Ta'ala loves someone, in fact, sorry, in Bukhari Sharif, when Allah Ta'ala loves someone, then Allah Ta'ala calls the angels, calls Jibreel and tells them that I love so-and-so. And go Jibreel and announce to all of the inhabitants of the Samawat and all of the other angels that I love so and so. So Angel Jibreel then calls all the other angels and tells them that Allah loves such and such a person, therefore loves such a person, and then he announces in the ard in all of the earth that so and so is beloved to Allah, SWT, loves such a person. So the more and more we love Allah ta'ala, the more love Allah Ta'ala puts in creation for us. And similarly, the more a person fears Allah ta'ala, The more Allah Ta'ala puts, this is called ra'ub. Sayyidina Rasulullah said, said, bir ru'ub That Allah Ta'ala helped me, the Prophet s.a. with ru'ub, With an awe-inspiring nature. There was a ra'ub of Sahaba in Badr. There was a ra'ub of the Prophet s.a. even with the Sahaba. Oh. This is how much Allah Ta'ala honors these feelings of love and hope and His mercy on the one hand and fear Allah SWT in the other. Now, when a person is young, the feeling they need to develop is fear of Allah. SWT. Because it's natural sometimes for a young person to be fearless. And as a person gets older, the feeling they have to develop more is the hope in Allah because the pious believer as they get closer and closer to their grave closer and closer to the end of their life sometimes they feel too much fear. So the ulama Mashaikh said that the young people should try more actively to feel the feeling of fear and the older people should try more actively to feel the feeling of hope. Similarly, the person who is healthy healthy should try to more actively feel the feeling of fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the person who is sick should more actively try to feel the feeling of hope in Allah's mercy. Then a person who is in a state of happiness, good times, everything is going according to their plan. At that time they should feel fear of Allah, lest they betray the bounties and blessings of Allah, lest they fail to do shukr for the good times Allah has given them. And when things, when they're in a state of sadness, or when things are not going according to plan, they should try to more actively feel the feeling of hope for Allah And lastly, our Mashiach taught that regarding oneself, and what one's own outcome should be on the Day of Judgment, a person should feel fear. But regarding others, a person should always feel hope mean, a person should be afraid that they may be punished on the Day of Judgment, but they should always, regarding others, be hopeful that they will be forgiven on the Day of Judgment. This is called husnidhan. Hmm? <laughs> this is called having a positive opinion, and a favorable opinion, and a hopeful opinion, and optimistic opinion for people all the time. And if you don't have this understanding of fear and hope, it also takes away our husnizan of other people, and the opposite of that is called su negative thinking, and it's a great shame that there's a lot of negative thinking in our own life. thinking bad of someone, thinking ill of someone, fault finding, fault exposing, belittling, and it's a problem even in people like the people who had come here tonight, people who are abdeen. People who want Allah, who love Allah, they also have suaza. And strangely enough, they have suazan for each other. (laughs) This is also due to lack of fear and lack of hope for Allah. Understand this very simple rule. If you fix your feelings for Allah, Allah Ta'ala will fix two things for you. If you fix your feelings for Allah, Allah Ta'ala will fix two things for you. What? Allah Ta'ala will fix your feelings for creation, and Allah Ta'ala will fix creation's feelings for you. All you have to do is fix your feelings for Allah Ta'ala. Jiske dil apne Rab ke baare mein saaf ho jayai, to ab uske dil makhlouk ke baare mein bhi saaf ho jayega, makhlouk ke dil uske baare mein bhi saaf ho jayega. Or just ke dil apne rab ke baare mein saaf nahi saaf ka kya to in jo possible yeah. I just said the same thing pretty much <laughs> that I already said in english alright when we have true feelings for Allah ta'ala, only then will you have be able to have true feelings for others and will others have true feelings for you. And until and unless you have true feelings for Allah Taala, don't expect, don't be in that delusion that you will have true feelings for others and others will have true feelings for you. And getting this fear and hope for Allah Taala truly fixes many things, fixes our relationships. Most people don 't understand this. Most people in Pakistan are fixated on this that you fix your al-Ibad, and your hukuku law will automatically get fixed. Is that actually not true? If you try to fix your al-Ibad first, you will then second independently, have to fix your hukuku law. You'll have to do double effort if you fix your hukukul law properly, not just superficially, properly. Allah Ta'ala will endow you automatically, without any further additional effort. Allah Ta'ala will endow you with the ability to fix your hukukulillah. So if you want to make single effort, fix hukukulillah first. Fully though, fully. doesn't just mean namaz. Hukukulillah means sifat. Feelings of taqwa, feelings of sabr, feelings of shukr, feeling of siddh, feeling of ikhlas, all the words Allah Ta'ala said in Quran. Sabirin, Awabin, Tobabin. Make yourself according to that. Get all of the sifat and iman. Allah Ta'ala will automatically give you all of the sifat to deal with the kukul ibad. But if you want to make double effort the first fix of kukul ibad, you'll still have to make effort. Again, to get taqwa, to get imana, to ask. And this is why you will see people. You will find many people in Pakistan. Who are nice people. They're good people. They have good about They're good citizens, good neighbors, good parents, good spouses. But they can't pray. They can't pray. Why? This is a proof. It's not automatic. That's a separate effort. They'll have to make double efforts. Look, if there's somebody who's a bad person and they don't pray. Okay, I could understand that they lie, they cheat, they're murderer, they're a thief, and they don't pray, I could understand why they don't pray. But if there's somebody who's a good person, nice person, kind person, helpful person, considerate person, but they don't have Salah, they don't have Ibadah, they don't have Taqwa, they don't have Haya, hmm? this is the reason. Because they've been caught in this delusion. That you fix your Hukuk al somehow automatically Hukuk will happen. It doesn't happen automatically. It doesn't happen automatically. And yes, there are people who have not properly done Hukuk So for them Hukuk al won't happen properly. But if somebody fully adopts, fully, completely, deeply, sincerely, gets all of the sifat and iman, Mentioned in Quran or Sunnah, Allah Ta'ala automatically fixes their relationship with creation. For example, Sahaba Ikram, perfect example. What did the Sahaba Ikram learn from the Prophet? They learned from the Prophet Taqwa, Iman, Yaqeen, Sabr, Shukr. They got all of those attributes and then automatically they became wonderful people. <laughs> they totally changed, automatically. <laughs> Because of the sifat of iman in them, they totally changed from people of the age of jahiliya to people who were wonderful, kind, considerate, helpful, loyal. Instantly, automatically, when they got the sifat of iman in them, because deen and iman has a transformative effect on a person's heart. But as long as udhulufis mikafah as long as they entered deen completely, they entered deen completely. (coughs) 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 <coughs> 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 One way to get this husnizan How does the fear of Allah Ta'ala Enable a person to get this husnizan One reason we have suizan gumani of other people Is where Unaware of our own faults That's what enables us to be aware of other people's faults And if a person was aware of their own faults they wouldn't even be able to notice other people's faults. To a different way. When our own faults go out of focus, other people's faults come in focus. And when our own faults are in focus, other people's faults go out of focus. <laughs> like I said, if you spill something on yourself and you notice that stain, you won't, have, you won't notice the stain in anybody else's clothing now. <laughs> because you put your own stain in your focus. And if you're unaware of your own stains, then you will be looking at the stains of other people. (laughs) Then when we fear Allah Taala, that fear of Allah puts our sins in focus. It makes us put our own sins and faults in the spotlight. Then other people's sins or faults and shortcomings, they go out of focus. Fix Hukukullah, Hukukullah automatically gets fixed. I just gave you an example. Hmm? Fear Allah, Allah properly You will stop having suizana Of other people Don't fear Allah, Allah properly You will have suizan Of other people <coughs> 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 Allah's love Has been expressed In many different ways One way that many of you would have heard is says Sayyidina Rasulullah once in front of Sahaba, he likened the love of Allah wa ta'ala to the love of a mother. How? There was a woman who had from the Sahabiyat who had uh, lost her child. And then the woman, and you can just imagine this, when a woman loses her child, when her child goes missing, what type of grief overwhelms a woman's heart, how much worry she must have. And then, because the woman was continuously continuously looking for her child, when she found and was reunited with her child, she picked up her child and lifted him and clasped the baby, it was a toddler, to her. At that moment Sayyid turned to Sahaba. At, right at that moment. Why? Because he was trying again to teach Sahaba Deen is about feelings. So right in front of them, they were seeing the intense feeling of the mother for the child. The intensity is coming out because she had lost her child and found her child and picked it up and was clasping it to her. So Sayyidina turned to his sahaba and said, Do you think this woman could now throw her baby toddler into the fire? It was an out of context question. Right. Of sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah They're looking at the scene, Right. Ya Rasulullah never. It's impossible, it's inconceivable that she could ever throw this newfound baby who she had lost into the fire. At that exact time, since Sayyidina said, that all my companions know that Allah Ta'ala is more merciful to his slaves than this mother is merciful to her newfound baby. Look at the way the Prophet taught. He's teaching feelings, teaching emotions, showing Sahaba. This is just one example. So, what does it mean? That when we sin, we are like the runaway slave of Allah. Lost. Allah ta'ala ki or bikri musulman. Lost, runaway slave. When we come back to Allah and make tawbah, rujoo illallah, inabat illallah, turning to Allah ta'ala. Yearning for Allah, SWT, then again we connect and make that bond, the Abd Rab bond. That moment, Allah ta'ala. so much mercy comes upon us. That Sayyidina was teaching us that we can't imagine that Allah SWT would toss that person back into the path of sin so that they would end up back again on track to Jannah. So this hadith actually gives us hope in the great mercy of Allah ta'ala. <coughs> then it comes in a day that Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, after the day of judgment, and people are sent to Jahannam and sent to Jannah, Allah ta'ala will take two of the believers out of Jahannam. They had iman, but because they had some sins that they never left, sins they never made tawbah for. Since that they never purified themselves of this world. They had to go into the fire of Jahannam to be purified from their sin. Allah will take two of them out and call them again in front of him. Almost like reenacting the Day of Judgment. And then he will ask one of them, and he will ask both of them, that how do you find yourself? What type of abode do you find the fire of Jahannam to be? So <coughs> They will say that Allah this is uh, they will say, Allah Subhanahu wa this is your justice to us and we have only met what we committed with our own hands. That's how you say in English. Right? We are only re reaping what we sowed. Then Allah will sort of say, Okay, go back to Jahannam. When Allah Ta'ala says this to them that okay, go back to Jahannam, they both have a different reaction. One of them runs back to Jahannam. One of them runs back to Jahannam. And then another one goes to Jahannam, back, because Allah Ta'ala commanded him to go back to Jahannam. But he keeps looking back. He keeps pausing, turning back, then again he goes, then he pausing, turning back, then again goes, he pauses, turning back. So Allah Ta'ala calls both of them back again. Allah Ta'ala calls both of them back again. Summons them back. So they come back. So Allah asks the first one. But when I told you go to Jahannam, why did you run towards it? So he said that, Oh Allah, I am in Jahannam because I disobeyed you so many times in my life. Now, right in front, you gave me a command, go to Jahannam. I said, Let me obey you now, and I ran towards Jahannam. Allah says, I forgive you, I put you in Jahannam. And he asked the other one, why did you go slowly? going slowly, then pausing, then turning, then going slowly, then pausing, then turning. You say, oh Allah, all my life I did believe in you. And I know I did some sins. I'm giving you the story. I know I did some sins. And like I attested that I'm burning in Jahannam because of my sins. But all my life I heard that you are Ar-Rahman, ar rahim All my life I had heard about your mercy. That when you called me just now, I came in a state of umid. I came in a state of rajal. I had hope in your mercy. When you told me to go back to Jahannam, I couldn't lose that hope. So I kept turning back, thinking that at any moment your mercy will overwhelm me and decree for me to go to Jannah. And so you have hope in my mercy. Go to Jannah. Akbar. <laughs> These are the ways of the lovers of Allah SWT even the believers in jahannam will have that level of love for allah subhanahu iman iman hai iman is something the iman will never get burnt iman cannot be touched by the fire of jahannam it is just the sinful attributes that get burned by the fire of jahannam allah ta'ala so raheem so kareem <coughs> So we have hope in the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And fear in the punishment of Allah Now. To understand fear. Even the angel Jibreel salam. Had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though he is known as. al malakul muqarrab The most intimately close of angels. And all of the angels actually. Are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can you imagine being. Imagine that being who is an angel. And then the imam of the angels, the greatest of the angels, so close. That whenever Allah ta'ala wants to send wahi to Anbiya, he uses Jibreel. Special rank from all the angels. Hmm? Such a close angel to Allah Subh'ala Taala. But even then Sayyidina Rasulullah said that Jibreel came to me. And he was shivering out of the fear of Allah Taala Due to Allah Taala's greatness and glory, Allah Taala's azmat and jala. Sayyidina Sallallahu told us that when he would see Jibreel, when Jibreel would be sent by Allah ta'ala to him, because just then Jibreel had come from meeting Allah Ta'ala, by the time he would come to meet the Prophet, some angel Jibreel was still shaking from the azmat of Allah ta'ala, from the hebat of Allah ta'ala, from his meeting with Allah subhanahu wa Ta'ala. Allah <coughs> Hakim hmm, Ajeeb. Then Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam also had great fear of Allah Subhanahu. Out of all of creation, that creation who has feared Allah Ta'ala most, Sayyidina Rasulullah. SAW. In fact, if you take all the fear, all the khawf and Khashiya of all of the Sahaba, all of the Oliya, all of the ulama, all of the Muttakin, all of the previous Anbiya, all of the all the mu'minen on one side, and put the fear of Allah Ta'ala that just Sayyidina Rasulullah SAW had on this side, Sayyidina Rasulullah SAW had more fear of Allah. SWT. Perfect fear of Allah. Complete fear of Allah. S.W.T. Mu'mani say the Aisha narrates. Then when sometimes the wind changed and there was a slight dust storm, Sayyidina some colour would go pale. He would become pale out of fear of Allah. And he would he would go quickly go out into Masjid Nabui because he was worried that the adab of Allah was coming. Look at He's the Prophet. He knows from his iman and aqaid that it's not going to happen. Because Allah has promised him that no azab will come on your ummah. But still, so much fear of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala. Those verses about Allah natural disaster punishment had instilled so much fear in him. He would come out. And he had also concern for his ummah. <laughs> concern for his ummah. Fear of the punishment of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala for his ummah. That's why Umm al Mu'mineen said that when Sayyidina used to stand in he used to cry and cry and cry. Why? Out of fear for his Ummah, out of concern for his Ummah. And once she said that, once he cried so much that the sound of his tears falling on the floor was like the sound of raindrops falling on the ground. <laughs> I don't think me and you have ever cried like that. Hmm? Ajit? Because Sayyidina had a feeling heart. He had a heart of emotions, a heart of feeling, a heart of passion. All of the Anbiya had this fear of Allah. All of the Sahaba had this fear of Allah. Sayyidina Umar, when he used to recite Quran, and his son, Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar, so many narrations. About their fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Sayyidina Umar used to recite Surah at takwir And when he recited ten verses of this, he fell faint. He fell unconscious. This surah begins with the discussion of the mm, collapsing of the world and the folding away of the world and the time of the Day of Judgment. Allahu Akbar. So much fear of Allah subhanahu We recite those <coughs> verses and today in the Qur'an Young, sometimes young men who not alim so they don't know the meanings of what they're reciting. Sometimes they recite it so melodiously, beautifully, <laughs> they don't realize the meaning of what they're saying. Hmm? It's Sajib. <laughs> Sahaba may not have had the most melodious, beautiful recitation. They had heartfelt recitation. <laughs> Today recitation can give a delight to our ears, their recitation gives delight to our heart. Hmm. Sometimes you should try. Ramadan is far away, but you should try next Ramadan to pray tarawih behind the alim wali of alnasbandinah. Then see, even if you don't even understand the Arabic, then see how the Quran impacts your heart. Alhamdulillah, in 2001, in the 2000 I prayed Ramadan tarawih behind Hazrat Muhammad as-shefshar Allahu akbar kamilah. I can still, in this moment, remember that talimat. It wasn't something you would find on the net, like some amazing kirat. But Allah akbar kameera. The verses of fear were recited with fear. And the verses of hope were recited with hope. That's the best way I can explain to you based on tonight. And the verses of fear were recited with so much fear that your heart was weeping in tarawih out of fear. And the verses of hope were recited with so much yearning. Hmm? That your heart was bleeding with joy in Tara'vih. This is the power of Qur'an. Quran is a book of feelings. Quran is a book of feelings. When Sayyidina Sulman, Farsi Anhu, he accepted Iman, accepted Islam, and then he was listening to Quran. Now he wasn't there from the very beginning. So there were some verses that Sayyidina Allah already didn't tell out of. verses of revelation. That had already been revealed and recited. So for him, when the first time he heard this verse, Wa Inna Jahannam Ajma'in, that indeed Jahannam is their dwelling and resting promised resting place Ajma'in for all of them. Now he was new, right? When he heard this, he started screaming and wailing loudly. Oh, <laughs> It's so much fear of Allah Subhanahu Taala. So much fear of Allah Subhanahu Taala. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar anna Allahu Akbar. He used to recite this verse one night over and over again. وَإِن تُمْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ bihi بِهِ اللَّهِ Over and over and over. He was just reciting and crying, reciting and crying, reciting and crying. Then another Ruaid that one night he recited this, this verse. Yoma yakumun Nasul Rabbil Alameen, just that much and he started crying. The day that when all of humanity will be made to stand in front of Rabbil Alameen. Just the idea of being pesh, of being presented in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instilled so much on him. So when we realize that the angels had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sayyidina Rasulullah had fear of Allah, the anbiya had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sahabe ikram had fear of Allah subhanahu hmm? wa are me and you better than an angel? That we don't have this fear. Are me and you better than a prophet? Hmm? That we don't have this fear. Are me and you better than a Sahabi? Huh? That we don't have this fear. Hmm? Do we have some greater store of deeds in which we're having so much hope on and relying on that we don't feel this fear of Allah subhanahu Then this fear continued through tabayin, tabay tabayin. The great, great of Omar Umar bin Abdul Aziz, Rehmullah. So great that the awliya ulama salihin of his time called him Umar al-Sani. Which for you cannot appreciate. There could be no greater praise for a person than to liken them to one of the Sahaba. To liken them to one of the Khulafai Rashidun. To liken them to say they're, they're, living mythal of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu so anhu. But he used to recite this verse, and when he was reciting, he was crying with, the way you would say, he was crying with shivers and hiccups. Allahu Akbar. What verse? innahum That stopped them. Allah Ta'ala, on the day of judgment that some people will be passing the trials. Allah Ta'ala will wa announce Inko roko, Stop them. إِنَّهُمْ مَسْقُدُونَ You have to ask them. They will be examined. They will be interrogated. Allah akbar And he was crying, imagining this day, and crying out of fear that what if he is told to be stopped? Hmm? We don't feel this fear. Today, when Pakistanis travel, hmm, they feel this fear. They're so scared. What if I get stopped at immigration? What if I get stopped at customs? Hmm, I see them because I travel so many times. I can see the fear on their faces. What will happen if you get stopped? I can ask you two, three questions. Why are you here? What do you earn? How long are you going to stay? Where are you living? It is <laughs> That's it. They're so scared. Allah so scared. To be interrogated by human mortals. You're afraid of that. Hmm. What about this being interrogated by Allah on <laughs> the Day of Judgment? Hmm? That doesn't inspire any fear in our heart. That doesn't instill any fear in our heart. <laughs> These great people of our ummah. There we kept, brought so many examples for you tonight. So many of them had fear for Allah Taala. So many of them fear for Allah Taala. The fear of the ordinary believer is the fear that they will be punished for sins. But the fear of these people, Allah of these people are called Siddiqeen, Saddiqeen, Oliya, these Sahaba. Their fear was something different. It's not that they had sins. They didn't have sins. The question sometimes arises, right? What was their fear? These Sahaba didn't have sin. These anbiyah didn't have sin. Jibreel cannot even conceivably have sin. What was their fear? (coughs) Their fear... Was it, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. You've blessed us with this Iman. You've blessed us with this Sifat. You've blessed us with this Ikhlas, with this Taqwa, with Ibadah. Hmm? You've blessed us with these things. First fear they had is, what if you deprive of us this before we pass away? Because they had example of Shaitan in front of them. In fact, one of these, Sayyidina of said, Jibreel exactly said this is about Sussman. When well, the asked her, why are you scared? He said, I was there. I saw Iblis become Shaitan. I saw it. And I was there before and I saw Iblis was one of us. He used to spend time with the angels. Allah, Allah favored him so much. I saw that for centuries. And I saw his fall from grace. I'm scared. What if for some reason something happens to me and I also get deluded? And they used to have this feeling. Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq towards the end of his life when he realized he was going to pass away. He said that, I wish I was just a blade of grass. I wish I was just a hair on the back of an animal. What does it mean? I wish I didn't have to go in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and give hisab an answer for my life. And he lived such a beautiful life. That life which Sayyidina so some calls a siddiq Can you imagine what a noble life that is? But still they had fear. Still they had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They had fear of Allah. So many verses to inspire this fear of Allah in Quran. Many verses. Allah Akbar Kamira. Now I'm looking at Basmani Yoga. Very few believers even have Zarf to hear these verses together. Allahu Akbar Kamira. Such verses Allah Taala put in Quran. Few I will recite for you. One verse Allah Ta'ala says in Quran. فَلَمَّا نَسُوا مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ أَبْوَابَ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ فَلَمَّا نَسُوا When they forgot. That's it. نسيان. When they forgot. مَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهِ That which that with which they were advised and admonished. They forgot the teachings of Allah SWT. Hmm? They got a little ghafil. They went a little astray. So Allah ta'ala says, Fatahna kulli shay." That we actually opened up for them the doors of every risk. We didn't punish them in this world. We gave them more. <laughs> they gave them more. Hatta ida farehu bima utu until they became so happy and overjoyed <coughs> with what Allah Ta'ala has given them. Then أَخَذْنَاهُمْ Allah says, and then we grabbed them suddenly. Then we inflicted our punishment on them suddenly. So sometimes we think we're reading our merry-go-lucky, happy-go-lucky lives. Hmm? and We think, oh, I'm sinning, but everything is still going okay. We should remember this verse. Hmm? The Allah Ta'ala said this is also one of His ways of punishing. He mentioned in Qur'an. That they forget Allah Ta'ala, leave Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala gives them more, gives them more. It can happen to us in deen also. They sin against Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala gives them more in deen. Let's them pray in maz, Lets Let's them give talks. Accepts them for dawah. Accepts them for tabliq. Accepts them for ilm. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala gives them more. So they don't realize. <laughs> they don't realize their durangi. They don't realize their nifaq. They look at the outward results and they keep going and going and going thinking, okay, I can keep sinning and keep doing and keep sinning and keep doing. Allah, Allah keeps doing it. Keeps giving them more. <laughs> then they get so happy with their life. Then, then <laughs> Allah Ta'ala sends His punishment on them. Allah is Allah. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has Incredible Incredible ways. One verse of the says a ground sa La that we slowly gradually punish them. We slowly gradually take away their bounties and blessings. La they can't they don't even know. They can't even reckon, they can't fathom, they don't realize. It doesn't even enter their shuur. They think they're going fine. We take away the lazat of ibadah. We take away the barakah and their risk. We take away the barakah and their sahad. They don't even realize it. They think everything's going fine despite their sins. Never can it go fine for a believer if they can remain and continue on their sins. <coughs> then one place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allahu Akbar, Ajeeb ayah, and Sayyidina Susan explained about this ayah. That there was a person in the Bani Israel who worshipped Allah SWT for 400 years. For 400 years, he was an abd, an abd of Allah SWT. And then he committed a sin. And then Allah Ta'ala wrote about him and revealed about him in Qur'an, فَمَثَلَهُ كَمَثَلِ الْكَلْبَ Now his example is like that of a dog. Allah Akbar. 400 years he did ibadah to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and then he ended up in a sin. This is what Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said. Allahu Akbar. Why? Allah Ta'ala said before. it said, That he followed his own whim and desire. He chose to follow his nafs فَمَثَلَهُ كَمَثَلُ kalb. Now his likeness is just like that of a dog. Ya Allah. Four hundred years he did your ibadah. And then once he followed his nafs, and you lowered him to that level, that in your aj'abadi azali Qur'an, in your pre-eternal, eternal Qur'an, you're saying he's just like a dog? Oh, poor So We should have fear of Allah Hope in Allah's mercy. We should make true tawbah to Allah Beg Him for forgiveness for all of our sins. That's called istighfar. And tawbah means to pledge our hearts to Him for the future. That we turn to Him. We yearn for Him. We want to please Him. We want to obey Him. We want to be loyal to Him. We want to adopt every single thing that is pleasing to Him. We want to be the way He wants us to be. Not for any glory or greatness in this world. We want to be the way He wants us to be. Because we should be His slaves. We should submit to Him. We should be obedient to Him. We should be submissive to Him. This is called making toba. Toba is the way to join this fear and hope. When we make istighfar and toba, this amal of istighfar and toba, it joins us in this fear and hope. And after we make toba, we have to make tazkiyah. We have to make ourselves clean through toba and keep ourselves clean through tazkiyah. Tazkiyah means to keep learning the teachings of Qur'an and sunnah about taqwa, about dhikr, about love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about how to stay away from sin, how to control our anger, how to control our desires, how to lower our gaze, to make it a constant effort of our life, a constant part of our life, that I want to keep purifying myself for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we can join ourselves in this effort, this mihna of tawbah and tazkiyah, and make it part and parcel of our life, then inshallah ta'ala we can have hope that all of Allah Ta'ala's mercy will be there for us. And we can have hope that the fear that we had for Him in this world will save us from being afraid on the Day of Judgment. And if we don't fear Him on this world, we may experience a state of outright terror on the Day of Judgment. So better to fear Him now and not to be terrified on the Day of Judgment. So we end this talk tonight inshallah by making the year to Toba. Maying du'aaah sumhanu rabbil wa wa'am allahum as-saniy Muhammad Wa'ala ala s Muhammad wa barik wa s-sannin Rabbana zhlamna anfusana wa innam takfir lana wa tabhamna lana kunanna manal khasireen Rabbikfirwarhamwa anta khirullahe meen Ya Allah, your weak, sinning servants and slaves Ya we ask that you fill our heart with a hope for your mercy. Fill our heart for a fear of your punishment. Ya Allah, adorn our heart with all of the sifat of iman. Ya Allah, give us a feeling heart, a passionate heart, a living heart. Ya Bikareem, our heart has become hardened because of our sins. Our heart has become sleeping because of our sins. Ya Bikareem, our heart is dying because of our sins. Ya Bikareem, save us, Ya Allah. Help us, Ya Allah Guide us, Ya Allah Revive us, Ya Allah Revive our hearts, Iman Fill our hearts with the nude of Iman Send your hidayah upon us again Give us a second chance, Ya Allah Ya Allah, you're We ask that you take out all the unlawful feelings from our heart The unlawful lust from our heart Unlawful anger from our heart Unlawful greed from our heart Unlawful envy from our heart Unlawful pride from our heart Heart. Yalla, we ask that you adorn our heart With the sifat of mu'mineen With the sifat of Nabi Karim Sallallahu alaihi With his adab and his akhlaq With his khuluq and azim Ya Rabbi Karim We ask that you forgive us for all the sins that we ever did Forgive us for the sins that we did in the past Forgive us for the sins that we remain in Yalla, Take us out from our sins Protect us from sin in the future Yalla, Forgive us for the sins that we did with our eyes Forgive us for the sins that we did did with our hands forgive us for the sins that we did in our minds forgive us for the sins that we did in our hearts Ya Rabbi forgive us for our open sin forgive us for our secret sin forgive us for the sins that others know and Ya forgive us for the sins that you and you only know Ya Rabbi send your special mercy on us Ya Allah and the distance that has come between us and you because of our sins remove that distance this night grant us your kurb Ya Allah make us close to you again میں کس منگشو مقربون یا ربی کریم یا اللہ ہمانے گناہوں کو معاف فرما اپنا فضل کرم کا معاملہ فرما یا ربی کریم ہمیں ایک ٹھوٹے دل لے کر آئے ہیں غمزدہ دل لے کر آئے ہیں اس دل کو قبول کر لیجئے اپن نظر شفقت انعائیت فرما اپن कर्म کرم انعائیت فرما یا ربی کریم आज हमारे पास कोई अमान ने पेश करने के लिए, ना कोई तकवे है दिखाने के लिए, हम एक छुट्टी दिल लेकर आए हैं, आपको मनवाने के लिए आए हैं, आपको कुर्बाने के लिए आए हैं, मान लीजिए अल्लाह करम दे दीजिए या अल्लाह अपना फजल करम का मामला फरमा हमारे दिल को अपनी मोहब्बत के लिए कबूल फरमा हमारे दिल में तमाम नाजायज मोहब्बत को निकाल दीजिए नफसानी शफवानी शैतानी मोहब्बत से पाक फरमा मोहब्बत की यादों से हमें पाक फरमा नाजायज मोहब्बत के ख्यालों से पाक फरमा अपना दर्द हम को पेश कर रहे پیشی کو قبول فرما آج اس پیشی کو اپنا کرب کا سبب بنا کیامت کے دن کی پیشی سے یا رب کریم اپنی مغفرت عطا فرما یاد رب کریم دین کی محبت عطا فرما قرآن کریم کی محبت عطا فرما نبی کریم سلسام کی محبت عطا فرما تمام صحابہ علما فرما یا تمام فرما یا نرم خوشنز بنا خدمت والا بنا دوسروں کی خیرخواہی نصیب فرما حسنِ زن والا بنا ہمارے دل سے سب بد گمانی کو نکال دیجئے سب بد زبانی کو ختم کر دیجئے سب برے خیالات کو ہمیں پاک کر دیجئے ہمیں ہر قسم کے اچھائیتہ فرما ہم سب کو اپنے سیدھا ساندھا سچا سترہ مسلمان بنا یا ربکرین حقوق اللہ پورا کرنا بھی نصیب فرما حقوق اللہ بھی پورا کرنا بھی نصیب فرما دونوں کی معافی تلافی قبول فرما اپنا کرم فضل سے ہمیں ہمیشہ ہدایت یافت بنا یا ربکرین ہمارے دل کو آپ کے درمے کانپنا نصیب فرما خوف خدا فرما خشیت الہی فرما क़ि एक किरण हमारे दिल पर नाज़ुक फरमा, गुनाह सोचने से पहले आपकी सोच अता फरमा, आपकी यादनसी फरमा, यार बिक्री, मगर अगर गलती से कोई गुनाह हो فوراً ہمیں امید کی قفیت نصیب فرما آپ کی رحمت کی طرف متوجہ ہونا ہمارے زندگی کا مقصد بنا ہمارے شکار بنا ہماری عادت بنا ہماری صفت بنا ہماری مزاج بنا ہمارے انداز بنا یا رب अपने ہم اپنے آپ کو پیش کر رہے ہیں ہمیں بنا اللہ اب تک اپنے آپ کو نہیں بنا سکے. तू बना दीजे एक कुन का एलान कर दीजे हमारा फयकून हो जाएगा तकदीर बन जाएगी नसीब बन जाएगा आप ख़न्न का मामला फरमा मामला फरमा तक्वा की दौलत को हमें नसीब फरमा تقویٰ کو ہمارا مقدر بنا یا ربی کریم ہم غیب متقین ہیں متقین بننا چاہتے ہیں نیک بننا چاہتے ہیں آپ بنا دیجئے یا اللہ یا ربی کریم نوجوان بھی اپنے گناہ کو چھوڑنا چاہتے ہیں ہم عمر والے بھی اپنے عمر کی گناہ سے توبہ کرنا چاہتے ہیں آپ قبول کر لیجئے اس توبہ کو ہمیں استقامت عطا فرما تمام اہلاللہ کی محبت نصیب فرما یا ربی کریم ان کے ساتھ جوڑنے آسان بنا ان کے ساتھ نتی ہونا آسان بنا جو آپ نے ان کی دل میں اپنے محبت وہی محبت ہمیں بھی نصیب فرما یا کریم ہم آپ کی دوستوں سے اس لیے دوستی پانا سبز میں ہم آپ کے دوست بننا چاہتے تھے ہم نہیں بن سکے آپ کے دوستوں سے دوستی لگا رہے ہیں یاری بکریم اس دوستی کی برکت سے اس دوستی کی نسبت سے ہمیں بھی اپنا دوست بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی اپنا مقرب بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی اپنا عشق بنا دیجئے ہمیں بھی اپنا چاہنے والے بنا دیجئے آج ہمارے دل میں ہمارے سینے میں اس کی آتش کو جلا دیجئے طرف عطا فرما یا ربی کریم ہم خوشک ایمان سے خود پریشان ہو گئے بے ذائقہ نماز پر پر کر تھک گئے ہیں یا ربی کریم نفس اور شیطان کی وجہ سے گناہ کر 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 خود یا رب کریم پریشان ہو گئے ہیں آپ اس دو رنگی سے ہمیں بچا دیجئے اس दीजिए رنگی سے ہمیں نکال دیجئے یک رنگ بنا دیجئے یک جہت بنا دیجئے رجوع اللہ نصیب فرما اپنے کرم فضل سے یا رب کریم ہمارے ان دعاوں کو قبول فرما یا رب ہمارے تمام گھروں کو بھی دین کے قبول فرما دین برکات عطا فرما ہمارے خاندانوں کو دین کے قبول فرما ہمارے اولاد کو دین کے لئے قبول فرما قیامت تک ہماری تمام آنے والے نسل کو آپ کی دین کے لئے قبول فرما ہم آپ کے خاندانی غلام بننا چاہتے ہیں آپ کے غلامی میں جینا چاہتے ہیں اس غلامی میں موت اتا فرما اور اپنے غلاموں اپنے صحیح غلاموں کے ساتھ قیامت کے دن نتی فرما غلاموں کی فیرس میں فرما اور آخرت میں اپنے غلاموں کے ساتھ तमंग चैतन्य न मांग सके जो हमारे हक में मुनासिब है सब नसीब फरमा आज तक जिसने आपको राजी होकर मांगा या रे हमें भी वो सब दुआओं कबूल हमारी तरफ से वो सब दुआओं को कबूल फरमा या रे बेकिम दिल में जो नेक फरियाद है नेक तमन्ना है दिल फरियाद है सब की दिली दुआओं को कबूल फरमा رب بنانا تک ملک پاکستان کو امن عطا فرما اتمنان عطا فرما جن اچھے مقاصر اچھی نیت سے ملک بنائے ان اچھی نیتوں پر پورا آنے نصیب فرما جو بھی بد نیت ہے بری نیت رکھنے والا ہے ان کو ہدایت عطا فرما اگر ان کی تقدیر نصیب میں ہدایت نہیں ہم سب کو ان شر سے محفوظ فرما یا کریم امت پر پر خصوصی رحمت نازل فرما جہاں کے مظلومین ہیں متاثرین ہیں اپنے خصوصی رحمت ان کو نصیب فرما ہمیں بھی امت کی خدمت کے لئے قبول فرما یا ربکرہ امت کے جو فرد آپ سے دوری اختیار کر رہے ہیں आपसे दूर होचके हैं आप से नावाक चुके हैं अपने محम्बد کاतारف उनको भी فرमा دیीजिए अपने हदायत उनको दिल पर भी نज के लीजिए वह आपके बहुत अच्छे माने वाले बन जाएंगे आपके राजी करने वाले बन जाएंगे हम स बेतर साबत हो जाएंगे उनको भी अपने हिदाय तथा फर्मा हमारे تمام پریشانیوں کو دور فرما اچھا شوہر بننا ہمارے نصیب فرما اچھی بیوی بننا ہمارے نصیب فرما ایک دوسرے کی کردردانی نصیب فرما ایک دوسرے کی سطرپوسی نصیب فرما یا رمکرین ہم سب کو اپنے نصیب پر خوش ہونے نصیب فرما یا رمکرین دنیا کی استگناہ نصیب فرما آخرت کی نصیب فرما آخرت کی آخر کی لارچ عطا فرما یا ربی کریم ہماری تمنہوں کو آخر کے ساتھ بابستہ فرما یا اللہ جن کی رشتے نہیں تیہ ہوئے ہیں یہ جن گھر میں نوجوان بچے بچے, بچے ہیں یا کریم سب کے لیے نیک قددان رشتہ نصیب فرما یا ربی کریم جو صاحب اولاد ہیں اولاد کی تربیت کرنا ہمارا دی آسان بنا ہمارے اولاد کو صالحین میں سے بنا اولیاء میں سے بنا متقین میں سے بنا یا ربی کریم جو اب تک صاحب اولاد نہیں ہیں ان کو اولاد نصیب فرما جن کی نصیب میں آپ نے یہ نعمت نہیں لکھی ہے اس کی بدن میں اس سے بڑھ کر نعمت اتا فرما یا ربی کریم جو بیمارے صحت اتا فرما جو پریشانے پریشانیوں کو دور فرما جن کے عزیز اقارب مشاہد کا ساتذہ رشتہ دار میں جن کے آفوت کی ہوئے سب کی مغفرت اتا فرما جن کی مقفت کے فیصلے آپ کر چکے ہیں ان کی جنت کے عالی درجات جنت میں درجات بلند فرما ربنا تکبل منا انکا انت السمیع العلیم وَتُوبْ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَسَلَّ اللَّهُ تَعَالَىٰ أَلَىٰ حَبِيبِهِ سَيْدَنَا مُحَمَّدْ